0: It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Lee. Good morning. It's uh, the Sunday edition of Daily Thunder. And you know what? This just isn't quite like a Sunday morning gathering of believers. Uh... It's not bad, you know, I, I'm thriving and, uh, and very happy in our confinement here in Windsor, Colorado with my family, but uh, there's something missing and I think we all feel it. And that gathering of the saints, that fellowship of believers is very significant in our lives and though uh, I've been meeting with so many people via Zoom and having so many precious uh, prayer calls where we actually get together with even hundreds and hundreds of people and we pray together, and I've loved it, there's still something missing, and I think it's that human touch dimension, and so I'm just craving that. I'm craving for this thing to end, but at the same time, it causes us to appreciate that dimension of life at a whole nother level, so praise God for that. Uh, This message is called Doing the Opposite, and it's a a funny phrase because... uh, That is just sort of in essence what Christianity is. We do the opposite of what the world does. The world does this, and we're Christians. We do this. We do what Christ would do in a world, uh, and Christ is holy, which means he's other than. And so the world is other than us, and it's supposed to be. Their behavior is other than us. And so one of the great words for that in Scripture is gentleness. And I know many of us don't Consider gentleness a a word to describe an opposite, but that's exactly what it is. Simply put, it's the opposite spirit. If evil strikes, then we as Christians offer goodness. If judgment pelts, then we give mercy. If hate, love. If darkness, light. If death, life. If rudeness, kindness. If mockery, silence. If disdain, forgiveness. If reviling, blessing gentleness has many expressions but they all are as christ is in the midst of the behaviors that christ is not that's what gentleness is isn't that just a profound thought most of us think of it as gentleness as just being soft when in actuality it's opposite so the reason it is such a profound picture of grace is because it's not the way this world behaves so we respond with gentleness when we are harshly treated Titus 3 1 through 2 says, Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be uncontentious, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. It's an interesting statement for such a time as this. In other words, hey, Eric, remind them to be subject to rulers. So as a pastor, as an administrator of the gospel, I need to remind you to be subject to rulers. That's an important thing in a time like this where we sort of may question our rulers' decision-making and thinking, why are you guys doing this? What's the, what's the issue here? And so we're supposed to, I'm supposed to remind you to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed and to malign no one, to be uncontentious. Isn't that a great phrase? Gentle. In other words, to be opposite of the world, guys. Do not do as the world is doing. Do not panic as the world is panicking. Do not fear as the world is fearing. Do not be selfish as the world is selfish, but showing every consideration for all men. First Peter 3, 8 through 12. Just listen to this. This is a picture of gentleness. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil, Or reviling for reviling. In other words, even if someone does this to you, you don't do the same. You do the opposite. But on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this, you were called to do the opposite, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him do the opposite. Let him seek peace. And pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, but the face of the Lord is towards those who behave in the opposite, who behave in righteousness. So the ultimate picture of gentleness—I don't think any of us are going to argue this—is during the greatest battle of all history. You guys remember that? It's called the cross. It says of it, Mark 15:29, and those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, "Aha!" You who destroy the temple and build it in three days. But how is Jesus going to respond to this? As it says in Isaiah 53, 7, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as the sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Well, that's about as opposite as you get from any of us. If we are falsely accused, our mouth starts opening immediately, and it starts yammering in defense of ourselves. But Jesus is going to show the power of the kingdom of heaven by doing that which is opposite for a human to do. And in this situation of great suffering, of false accusation, of mockery, and of ridicule, though he is the king of all kings and he is undeserving of any of it, he is going to love, he is going to show kindness, he is going to show self-restraint. So Jesus' behavior, it is the opposite behavior of what is naturally coming out of us. So, in other words, who Jesus is? Well, it's the opposite of us. And so, when we come to Christ and Christ moves inside of us via the Holy Spirit, then suddenly we have the opportunity to now behave opposite to the way we used to, to behave as Jesus would, to behave with gentleness. So, here's a few gentleness pointers. Uh, I have five of them here. I'll go through them real quick. Uh, First of all, delete the first draft. So that's whenever you get one of those emails or you have something, that really juicy feeling that you have to write someone back or to say something, it's not going to be very nice. And it's full of a little heat and emotion and uh, anger. Uh, Don't send that one. Delete that one. That is, uh, yes, maybe it's important for you to know what you were thinking. However, now you need to apply the truth. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to move through you, to calm you, and to communicate his truth. You see, what you need to write is probably opposite of what you feel like writing. You need to write the words of Jesus. You need to write what would be on his heart towards that person. So number two, if you are really craving to speak, maybe you shouldn't. Number three, if you really, really don't want to speak, maybe you should. At four, remember gentleness is a weapon against the powers of darkness, so wield it. And five, the Holy Spirit meets us in the impossible moment. So for us right now, we're in a very unique season in history. And there's a way that normal humans respond to this. There's a lot of fear out there. That's normal human. You're not normal human. You're a life filled with the life of Jesus so as a result, you can show gentleness to this world. You can show the opposite. You can demonstrate how a Christian is supposed to behave. Second Timothy 2. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all. Able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth And that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Gentleness is a tool in the kingdom of heaven. It's a weapon in the kingdom of heaven to actually turn people's souls unto repentance. When we respond opposite, it awakens souls around us. We need to remember that. So Christ set the pattern. His behavior, though opposite, is the correct behavior and the one we should both esteem and adopt We have an opportunity right now, in this time in history, to show the nature of Christ in a way that is more stark than typical. Because the rest of the world is struggling, it gives us an opportunity on the same stage because they know we're sharing the same circumstances. Typically, our sufferings are individualized. So it's easier for the devil to say, oh, woe is you. Look at the unique situation, unique struggles you are facing. In this one, we're all facing them. And as a result, when the Christians respond different than the rest of the world, it gives an opportunity for them to be brought to repentance, for them to awaken to the realities that there is another realm. There is a God in heaven, and he has changed our lives. Let's take full advantage of that. God's blessings. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening.